You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore dadab. Well, I mentioned the importance of this game in terms of the Green Bay Packers catapulting themselves in their first year into the actual top-tier conversation. All right, you beat the Chargers, congratulations, but let's be honest, defense, not very good. You beat the Lions. Okay, that's pretty legit. That's one of the top teams in the NFC, probably the third best NFC team after the 49ers and the Eagles. Well, I guess fourth after Dallas. Eight and two record in Detroit. Like, that's, that's tough. But also, maybe they're starting to decline, et cetera, et cetera. There's no more excuses here. This is the reigning Super Bowl champions. This is a Kansas City Chiefs with maybe one of the best defenses that 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 team has had in the in the Pat Mahomes era. This is also a Kansas City Chiefs team that everybody has been saying coming into this game, their offense is starting to figure it out. They're starting to look like the old offense with Rasheed Rice and everybody else coming into their own. And to make it even better, regardless of what kind of nonsense excuses some people may try to find, there is no denying that this team played a really good game for four quarters again. This is a good football game. This looks like a good football team. I spent all Sunday watching football games. My son and I hung out all day. We watched Red Zone. So we got to watch pretty much every single game. And I tried to specifically watch these games and think, because again, I'm, I, you know how I am with, with my favorite word, context. Pretend that the person throwing the ball is Jordan Love. Pretend that that's the Packers offensive line, the Packers wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera. How would you feel? And I watched so many bad throws, so many bad plays, so much just nothing nonsense garbage. And then I watched the Packers play the Chiefs, and I just thought, this is, this is one of... I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the Packers are winning the Super Bowl. I'm not going to tell you we're going to get into the playoffs and make a serious run. But how many teams are better than the Chiefs right now? They are a team that can compete, and they have demonstrated that at least two weeks in a row. Give me your best. And not only can we compete, we can win. Which is, a, which is a very, very serious distinction because one of the biggest problems we had in the past, I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers at all, but I'm saying in the Aaron Rodgers era, with that culture, with that team, is that you didn't necessarily trust it. You didn't know if you could trust all three phases for all four quarters, right? You might have Aaron Rodgers just tearing it up, but the defense just can't stop anything. And it ends up being this blow-for-blow blow shootout fest. Or it might be the opposite. You might have that the game in whatever, 2021 or whatever it was, when the defense stepped up and the offense couldn't do jack squat. And you're just hoping something happens. Every single time Jordan Love got the ball back, I just remember thinking, like, it's going to end. It's, it, they're not going to do it again. And they kept doing it. They kept driving. They kept getting first downs. They kept throwing good passes and catching passes and drawing up good plays. And just it just never ended. When we needed a, a, what was it, a 48-yard field goal or f however long it was. Didn't, I just, I remember looking at it thinking, no, this is where it collapses. And, and listen, as a Packer fan for so many years, you just kind of feel it. Like that, that momentum hits. Like, you know, you get that penalty and it's like, that's it. And then, and then there's this big switch in momentum. And it, except it's not a switch. 
you know, maybe the, the offense does have to punt. And you're like, that's it. That's the end. And then the defense gets a stop and the offense drives down the field and scores. It's like, what? that's not how that's supposed to happen. There should have been a momentum switch there. This is just a team that battles for four quarters and we got the kicker stepping up. We got the defense stepping up. We got, I mean, Keyshawn Nixon running that route and getting that pick. Unbelievable. And, and, and <laughs> you, you can't, I'm, I'm sure people are doing it again. Haven't been on social media. I'm sure they're complaining all their, you know, the refs bailed out the Packers. Really? Talk to me about that phantom call against Pat Mahomes. So I don't even want to hear it about the refs because as far as I'm concerned, that just can't, one just cancels out the other. You've got your top teams right now, right? Where do the Packers rank? I mean, really, I mean, again, a lot of people, and we went over it yesterday on the podcast, as far as the people that don't really believe, and I I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that, right? I played the audio as as a way to try to get people amped up a little bit and excited about it. Like, I hope we shove it in their face, and I'm glad we did, and I can't wait to have a little fun with that. But in reality, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the youngest team in the NFL. And they just knocked out Detroit in Detroit, and then the Kansas City freaking Chiefs. And again, the, 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 the best part about it is nobody's looking at that game saying you got lucky. Nobody is honestly saying that. There might have been lucky instances, but that's every freaking game. Here's the question, though. Was that a good performance? Bears fans, I, dead serious. Are you watching that saying Jordan Love didn't play that good? Christian Watson didn't look that good. Those wide receivers didn't look that good. Tucker Craft ain't nothing. That offensive line's no good. That defense is no good. Is that, is that really what you're going to sit here and say after watching that game? I'm not asking you to admit it's elite, but they earned every single point. They earned that win. They earned the win over Detroit. They earned the win over Kansas City. And when you do that back-to-back, the toughest stretch of the entire schedule is right there, and they came out of that 2-0. 3-0 if you want to include the Chargers. And we go on a run now on a stretch with, with no teams with winning records. I'm not trying to guarantee uh, that, that we run the table or anything, but I mean, th- this is, the bottom line is that this is real. And everything I said before, which I'll be honest, I didn't really expect to come out of this with a win. I knew it could happen, similar to Detroit. And I even said, I, it's like, it, it freaked me out because I felt like I was being too confident in, in feeling like we can win. But after just watching that Detroit game, you just see a good football team. And the question is, can they sustain it? Now you see it in back-to-back games, and now you know it's real. And I tell you what, man, there's a lot of people that deserve pat on the backs. A lot, lot, of, lot of people really showed up in this game. But <laughs> I have said every single week that Jordan Love gets better. And every week I think he's not going to go above that bar. And I'll tell you what, he did it again. I don't know what his PFF grade is going to be. I mean, there, there were some, you know, tough throws that were in there and, and some kind of stuff where I could see the stats or the grades or whatever maybe not being as good. It doesn't matter. He took his game to another level. That throw to Romeo Dobbs, I, I sat there in stunned silence. I almost died because I couldn't catch my breath. As soon as I saw him throw that fadeaway jumper, I just thought this is going to suck because those just haven't gone very well. Right, he's getting better at everything, but that's the one thing. Like, yeah, Rodgers, we saw Rodgers do it. Jordan doesn't do that. In between three freaking defenders, right into Romeo Dobbs's arms as he's falling away, getting hit. Are you freaking kidding me? And then he follows it up with that touchdown pass to Christian Watson, dude. That that was to the millimeter. 
That was a perfect pass. That touchdown pass to Christian Watson. And again, I know everyone's like, well, the receivers finally stopped. Listen, yeah, granted, that was a good catch. But that throw, I mean, it, it was just, just over the fingertips, grazing the fingertips of the defender. I mean, just unfreaking believable. The poise, the composure against the, you know, again, one of the toughest defenses in football. One of the, the defenses that likes to blitz and bring pressure the most, and he faced a lot of it, and he handled it really well. It wasn't perfect. Just like the defense wasn't perfect, just like the receivers weren't perfect, just like LaFleur wasn't perfect, and Joe Barry wasn't perfect. But man, did they rise to the occasion against one of the toughest teams in the entire NFL. And they have officially planted their flag for anybody that doubted inside or outside of the fan base. There isn't a single person on earth that can watch this team and say, I still don't believe. Now, you could say it. But it's no longer the most rational approach. If you're a fan, I, I understand the skepticism. There's still a part of me that's going to come into next week going, oh, is this when we blow it? You know, you, you got those two big wins. You start feeling good about yourself, and then you blow it against like, like I'm, I'm going to do that. And you're going to have those, those encroaching thoughts, and maybe it'll happen. I don't know. But the youngest team in the entire NFL is already one of the hottest teams one of the best teams. It might be the hottest team, but it's one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Are we as good as San Francisco? Probably not. As good as Dallas? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Does Dallas beat the Chiefs? Not sure. You watch the Eagles play, though, and people are starting to question them. Is their defense really that good this year? Slipping a little bit. We already beat Detroit. Is it San Francisco Green Bay? Is it San Francisco Dallas Green Bay? Is it is, are, are we the fourth best, the third best, the second best? Where do we rank in the NFC right now? And then already beating the Chiefs, I mean, maybe, maybe you say we can't just automatically take the throne. Maybe out of 10 times we beat them three times, whatever, but we just did. So guess what? I'm going to do it. So what? So you got Miami is above the Chiefs? Fine. So we're not as good as Miami. Okay, fine. Let's just say that for now. Not as good as the 49ers. What else? This is what I'm saying. This went from a team that was almost a lock top five pick to a team that looked like they were about to limp into the playoffs, probably get eliminated, but probably limp in, which is cool. You know, you get into the playoffs your first year to a team that looks like they can legitimately get into the playoffs and possibly make a run. And, and before I allow myself to think that, I, that, that this is stupid I should, and I should stop talking, I'll tell you right now, this team is better than that freaking Rams team that won a Super Bowl and got lucky because... Everybody did the dirty work for them, and then they got in there and they faced an, uh, a team that wasn't ready and wasn't prepared, and they stole a Super Bowl. All that matters is you get in. And then from there, it's about, do you have a, the, the right coach? Yes. Do you have a quarterback? Sure as heck looks like it. And do you have a halfway decent defense at least? It's starting to look like it. Elite? Maybe not. Good enough to, to give you four tough-fought physical quarters? Yes. Yes, I mean, in fact, this this def- I mean, again, depending on when I look at the, the standards, I said I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was what the Chiefs generally are scoring twenty two ish points a game, twenty three something like that, and on the road it's like eighteen. So it was it was an adequate to above average performance by the defense, but it's not even about necessarily the points. I love that I'm getting four quarters, and I love that I'm getting four physical quarters, and I, I love that, and and this isn't really a metric. But I love that to some degree I can count on them. When we, when we rushed three, I remember watching that thinking, come on, Rashawn, 
you can you can beat this guy. And then as soon as I saw that somehow they didn't have him double teamed, I thought, oh, they're screwed. And sure enough, he was able to instantly get a pressure. Pat Mahomes has to break the pocket. And now I'm thinking, oh, now, I mean, obviously he's still going to get a pass off, but it's this just got significantly worse for you. And he ends up breaking the pocket, doing this weird 360 throw thing. Game over. I cannot wait to scour the internet tomorrow. And if you see it, send it to me. And just find the absolute and complete despair that must be going on amongst NFC North fans. Because Jordan Love is playing out of his freaking mind. And I'm sorry, but the Packers are the best team in the NFC North already. Yeah, they could fall off. They can do this. They can do that. Whatever. I don't give a crap. Today, they're the best team in the NFC North. The Vikings aren't beating the Lions and the Chiefs. The Bears aren't beating the Lions and the Chiefs. The Lions aren't beating the Chiefs. They couldn't even beat the Packers, so there you go. And again, coming back to the Super Bowl thing, and, and, and it, this is the thing, it's like, it's, it's stupid to be talking Super Bowl, but what have I, I keep raising the bar and they keep jumping over, they keep clearing the freaking thing. You're telling me you'd be surprised if the Chiefs were in the, I mean, think about it, the, the Chiefs very well could be the AFC representatives in the Super Bowl and we just freaking beat them. And again, the most important thing this year, it isn't whether we get into the playoffs or, or win the Super Bowl, get in the Super Bowl or any of that. It's do we have a team that can compete for a Super Bowl for the next 10 to 15 years? And if we do, I think we just won the Super Bowl. And I'm sorry, I'm sitting here today right now thinking we just won the freaking Super Bowl, man. In two weeks, we just won the Super Bowl. Beating the Lions in Detroit and then beating the Kansas City Chiefs on the backs of largely amazing quarterback play. And yes, everything else around it has to, has to complement that. You need an offensive line. You need a great play caller. You need the receivers to step up and make plays, and man, are they making plays. And you got to have a defense that can be a compliment. You got to have some special teamers, and we have that. We have all that. You know, I'm, I'm, I am, I was thinking today, it's funny. I'm, I'm probably very, uh, when they say the quarterback gets too much blame and too much credit, I, I am the poster boy for that because when things are going wrong, I was looking directly at Jordan Love. And I said, this team will go as far as Jordan Love will take it. And now that we're winning, I'm happy to give him the credit. Oh man, I, you know, I don't know if I got the vid or what, but I was, I was so tired today, dude. My wife was out and, um, I was watching the kids and I was, I took the, uh, so my son was watching like the second half of the afternoon games and I took the girls into the bedroom. My youngest one was getting kind of tired. I was like, Hey, you want to go like watch TV in the bedroom? And really, I just wanted to go lay down. And so I started passing. I was texting my wife like, Hey, you coming home soon? Cause like, I'm going to pass out here. So tired. Uh, my son was like, come on, we got to go watch the game in the living room. I'm like, nah, let's just watch in here. Be kind of cool in the bedroom, whatever. Like, I couldn't get out of bed. And I remember thinking, like, I don't, I don't know if I can do the podcast tonight. I just, I don't think I can do, like, I can't, I can't even stand up. I'm so tired. And I started, like, bargaining, like, well, if they lose, you know, I don't know. Maybe you can, I mean, Clayton will probably do one. It'll be good. He can cover it. You know, it'll be all right. I'm so jazzed up right now. Turns out it was just a lack of motivation. <laughs> Man, I'm ready to go. I I could jump on a stream right now. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. All I, I mean, it, it's weird because I'm trying to think how if I felt better after the Lions game or this. This one should be the game I feel better about. But that Lions game was sort of the awakening. But this is this. I mean, it, it's it's almost like a combo package. You know, the Lions game was sort of the introduction. It was sort of a look at what the team can be at its best. You know, one of the guys in one of the videos. I don't know if I played it or not, but. 
he was sort of talking about how, you know, yeah, I mean, that's what could happen if everything happened to go right and everything did happen to go right, which is kind of a BS thing to say. But the bottom line is it's like we're getting at least a glimpse of what this team can be and probably will be at some point, probably, you know, depending. I don't know if they can continue doing that every single week or whatever, but it's good to see that that's kind of their upside because not every team has that upside. Freaking Panthers and Cardinals and stuff like they're not doing that. The Bears aren't doing that. They're not good enough. So that felt good. But it also felt good to just to just see the team play well and, and think, you know, maybe they're a good football team. I don't know. But this was sort of the stamp. This was the thing where it's just like we they came back and did it. We've got now eight quarters and drive after drive after drive after drive, especially the offense. And I'm giving all the credit to the offense because I think they deserve it more. The defense did fine. But I, I again, I just remember sitting there watching it going, I just don't think they can do it again, dude. Like we, they've done so much and, you know, going all the way back to the Lions game, like every time they get the ball, they make it happen. It's like, they just, you know, I mean, he's got to throw a pick here. One of these times, you know, there's got to be some kind of a batted pass or a fumble or something's got to go wrong. You know, three and out city, three and out punt, three and out punt three. Like, it's just, they can't continue to just impose their will on one of the best defenses in football over and over again. Like you can't do that. And they kept doing it. I mean, they, they they punted on the one time there was the delay a game, and that kind of set them behind the sticks because they had to throw, and you know they weren't able to run and kind of get a chunk of yards, and so there was that, and you know there there were some instances that weren't perfect, but on the whole, I mean, they just continued to execute time after time after time. It was unfreaking believable, and it wasn't even like I, I'm sitting here being negative, like oh they're gonna suck. I know they're gonna. It's just like it just it feels impossible. It's like a person's been underwater for four minutes, and it's like you got to come up for air for some. I'm not. I'm not calling you a loser. I'm not saying you're gonna, you know, you're you're a giant failure. I'm just saying you got to breathe sometime, bro. Come get air. It's fine. Like you can go three and out here. Like I, you know, and they just didn't. That's just that's just a high quality football team. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not even saying anything at this point. I'm I'm just talking to myself in circles here. But I, it's just a it's a it's a feeling of euphoria and and sort of disbelief because it wasn't supposed to be like this. I mean, even in my wildest dreams, I didn't think it'd be like this. Just in, in terms, I shouldn't say wild, it sounds a little overdramatic, but it's kind of what we're doing today is overdramatic. In, in my best case scenario, I didn't really see it playing out to where we're beating, I mean, beating the Chiefs and doing it legitimately in terms of like they were just the better team. And after it happened, everybody turned and looked at the Packers and just went, holy crap, dude, like, this is legit. I just didn't, I, I, I you know, again, I, I thought, hey, if Jordan can be a top 10, 12-ish quarterback, then we can maybe replicate what we did last year. That was kind of the way I saw it, you know, and who knows, maybe he can be kind of, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. And again, maybe cooler heads will prevail and a more rational, tempered approach should be taken in terms of maybe, but on Victory Monday after beating the Chiefs, which is after beating the Lions in Detroit, do I have to take the tempered approach? Not today, I don't know. We can talk about technically it's possible the team could fall off and technically this, that, or the other. Today's probably not that day, though. And... I mean, the the game was down to the wire, but we beat them twenty seven to nineteen. It was, but it kind of wasn't. Let, let, let's elaborate on that a little bit in the uh, 
in the second after the after a first break, whatever. I can't even talk right now. I'm I'm, I'm losing it. We'll take a break. I want to rip through some of the stats and whatnot, and I want to try to get to some of the calls because I just I can't not like we've we've got to we've got to do some calls tonight. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So just to be very clear about this, 27 to 19 is a pretty high quality win, especially when you consider the most points the Chiefs defense has given up all year is 24. 24. That's it to the Denver Broncos, which was kind of a fluky game to begin with just because it's a divisional game. Maybe it's unfair to call it fluky, but I mean, 9 to 24? Really? 9? Come on now. And if we just, if we do eliminate that game, the uh, the lowest that they've scored is 17 points. So it's basically around the lowest that they've given up um, or, or the lowest that they've gotten this season. 41, 31, 31, 27, 23, 21, 20, and then 19 to the Broncos, 17 to the Eagles, 17 to the Jaguars, and then nine again to the Broncos. I mean, that, that game was 24 to 9, which is technically the biggest beating that the Chiefs have gotten. This is easily the second biggest beating the Chiefs have gotten all year. This is an eight-point loss for the Chiefs. That's a big freaking deal. The Chiefs, I mean, just historically, don't lose by eight points. They just don't. You know how many times they lost last year by eight points? Zero. They lost by three, four, and three, and that's it. This was a beating. Other things to look at. Packers scored in all four quarters. Seven, 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 and six. Consistent scoring through four quarters. The Chiefs didn't score more than seven points in any quarter. Three, three, six, seven. And honestly, the game really came down to keeping them out of the end zone those first two drives. We both scored six and seven in the third and fourth quarter, but we just got seven in the first, they got three. And then we got seven and they got three again. That's the difference. And that's what championship football teams do. They, they, they come up big when it matters the most. And the Packers were able to do that. Yes, they allow them to drive all the way down the field. That's not great. But stopping them and holding them to three. Coming up clutch with those, that, that pick by Keyshawn Nixon. Stuff like that. The sacks in the game. 
again, making a difference. You want to beat teams like the Kansas City Chiefs? You got to make those plays. You got to make those critical stops. You can't get your, you can't start burying your head in the sand because you let the Chiefs drive all the way down the field and start doing this ho hum. Oh, here we go. I guess it's over. Which is what it felt like the Packers defense in particular has been doing for the better part of a decade. Oh, I guess we suck. Never mind. <laughs> nope. Don't care. Next play. We'll get them next time. Let's go through the stats. You know, it's funny. The The last time that they played, there was a bunch of stats that were put up, obviously, a couple years ago when Jordan came in and played. They uh, talked about how Jordan Love outplayed Patrick Mahomes. I think you could argue that he did it again. In fact, you wouldn't really argue it. It's It's a certainty. Patrick Mahomes was 21 of 33. Jordan Love was 25 of 36. Mahomes threw for 210 yards. Jordan, 267. Patrick Mahomes was 6.4 yards per attempt. Jordan was 7.4. Patrick Mahomes threw one touchdown. Jordan threw three. Pat Mahomes threw one interception. Jordan threw zero. (sighs) I just got to catch my breath, man. This stat line is just so stupid. By the way, C. Coles again on, uh, on the Twitters. What was it? 233, I think Jordan needs to get every single game. He got to 267. So he's on his way to uh, crossing a threshold in his first ever season that a Bears quarterback has never gotten to. But um, he was sacked twice. Pat Mahomes sacked three times. Jordan Love passer rating 118.6. Pat Mahomes 79.1. Winner by unanimous decision, Jordan Love. Stupid Pat Mahomes. You know my favorite thing? I don't, I don't have anything against Pat Mahomes, really. Media obsession's a little stupid, but whatever. He seems fine. My favorite part was, as soon as they started laying it on about Pat Mahomes, he made a great throw, and he did. But then they just start going nuts. Oh, man, Pat Mahomes with that throw. Only Pat Mahomes. Oh, let me tell you something about Pat Mahomes. Boom, Keyshawn Nixon pick. Sucks to suck, buddy. Continuing. A.J. Dillon, 18 carries, 73 yards, 4.1 yards per attempt. I really liked watching him run the ball. Again, it's really nothing flashy, right? It's not it's not Aaron Jones. It's not uh, the most elite thing in the world, but it fits with, with, with the team right now, which is very physical, making seemingly all the right decisions, doing all the right things, coming in clutch when we need you. He just fits. Patrick Taylor had two carries for 29 yards. That was insane. I think they were just dropping back um, because of the clock, and all of a sudden there's just these gaping holes, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to go then. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> 24 yard scamper was his longest. By the way, did I say Jordan Love's longest was 33 yards? Pat Mahomes 27. If I didn't, I said. If I did, I said it again. James Robinson had one carry for two yards. So there's that. Jordan Love also two carries for 10 yards, five yard average, and then Christian Watson two carries for 15 yards. Really unfortunate to see him go down the way he did. Hopefully that hamstring holds up because he has been playing really, really well recently. Speaking of receiving, the most targeted receiver was Christian Watson. Nine targets, seven receptions, 71 yards, and two touchdowns. Have a day, young man. Tucker Craft was the second most targeted, seemingly all in the first portion of the game. But six targets, three receptions, 37 yards. Um, Romeo Dobbs, five targets, four receptions, 72 yards. 33 yards was his longest. That was the longest reception of the day. I'm sure we all remember that one. Jaden Reed also five targets, four receptions, but 16 yards. And then we also had Dylan with one target, one reception, 14 yards. Ben Sims, one target, one reception, one yard, but a touchdown. 
Patrick Taylor, one target, zero receptions. Malik Heath, two targets, one reception, 15 yards. James Robinson, one catch for negative two yards. Defensively, Quay Walker led the team in tackles of 13, followed by Corey Ballantyne. Sacks were attributed one to Lucas Van Ness, uh, 0.5 to Kenny Clark, 0.5 to Rashawn, 0.5 to Preston, 0.5 to Devontae Wyatt. Tackles for a loss, Lucas Van Ness and Kenny Clark. Interceptions, Keyshawn Nixon. Pass deflections, Keyshawn. Darnell Savage, good to have him back. TJ Slayton. Rudy Ford and Carrington Valentine. It's a good good chunk of pass deflections there. Again, just it's just everybody, man. It's everybody coming in clutch, whether it's a sack or a pass deflection or a catch or whatever. Like it just it took it takes everybody to beat a team like the Chiefs. Bottom line, the punter, right? Some solid punting, pinning them down on like the one yard line. Keyshawn Nixon averaging 30 yards per kick return. You know, I mean, it just it took all of this stuff. Anders Carlson, two for two for field goals, three for three on extra points. You know, Daniel Whelan, two punts, both of them inside the 20. I mean, you you borderline have to be perfect to win these games, and they borderline were. You know, again, I know that's obviously an exaggeration. There were penalties and, and mistakes and everything else, blown blocks for sure. Saw the right guards having a rough day today against a premier, you know, defensive tackle, but it's just, it's got to be. Packers narrowly won time of possession, narrowly ran more plays, narrowly got more yards, 30 minutes, 32 seconds, two more plays, 63 compared to uh, 61, and 382 yards compared to 337. They had more yards per play, more touchdowns, more turnovers, completion percentage was higher. 60, uh, 69.4% compared to 63.6%. Sacks as well as sack rate. Jordan Love sacked 5.3% of the time. Pat Mahomes, one of the least sack quarterbacks, as they said on the broadcast, one of the most protected quarterbacks in the NFL, 8.3%. They did beat us on the ground, which is to be expected, but it was closer than you might ex- imagine. Both teams had 25 carries. They had 148 rushing yards. We had 129. We had 5.2 yards per carry as a team. They had 5.9. They had one more first down than us. They had a higher third down conversion rate, 7 of 11. We were 5 of 10. But we were 100% on fourth downs. They were 0 for 1. Red zone, 75%. I mentioned to you that that was one of the things early in the season. I mentioned that was one of the things the Packers seemed to be doing really well is red zone. And that's one of the top things. You know, 2020, we were number one team in the red zone. Being able to convert down there is unbelievably important if you want to be one of the top teams. Again, 75%. The Chiefs were two of four, 50%. You know, and again, pass deflections, we had five, they had zero. Interceptions, we had one, they had zero. Sacks, we had three, they had two. Packers are just the better team, just all the way around. Better quarterback, better offensive line, better defense. They had a better run game. That's about it. But before we take our final break, let's do what we always do. Look at the PFF recap and just see what they had to say here. Um, just start at the top. Lambeau Field got a visit from the ghost of Christmas Pass on Sunday night, as parts of Jordan Love's game-winning performance surely would have had Packers fans hearkening back to the days of Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't perfect, but Love started fast and made several big plays, both in and out of structure, that kept his offense ahead of the chains and in a position to put up points. The Kansas City Chiefs were shut out more than once in the red zone and seemed to be stuck in a funk on offense, with Pat Mahomes unable to connect on plays, that have been more uh, than gimmies for the Chiefs over the past few seasons. 
Skipping down to offensive spotlight, Packers quarterback Jordan Love was terrific early on, completing 10 of his first 11 attempts for 109 yards and two scores over Green Bay's first two drives. Love finished the game 25 of 36 for 267 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, four big-time throws, zero turnover-worthy plays. That one surprises me a little bit. There were a couple that were just kind of, they were they were slung in there, man. They were tight. But uh, it says he looked comfortable inside the structure of the offense tonight, generating an 82.1 adjusted completion rate and 8.6 yards per attempt on straight dropbacks. Love's most impressive play of the night was arguably the fourth down deep shot to wide receiver Romeo Dobbs. I didn't even mention it was fourth down, which makes it even more incredible, which set the Packers up for their third score. Defensive spotlight, let's go. Safety Darnell Savage did a little bit of everything for the Packers defense tonight. Targeted twice in coverage, he allowed just one catch for seven yards, made the tackle short of the first down marker. He recorded two defensive stops and one forced incompletion on the night. Cornerback Keyshawn Nixon also deserves his share of the spotlight for coming down with a pivotal interception late in the fourth quarter. After a Pat Mahomes check at the line, Nixon read the Chiefs' switch fade beautifully and was able to get out in front of the receiver and make a play. I did see, by the way, in the interview with Keyshawn Nixon, he knew the play was coming. He saw Pat Mahomes like tap his leg or whatever, and he's like, oh, I know what they're running. And that's why when they mentioned like he ran the play for the receiver, and it it, it looked like he beelined. He wasn't even playing the receiver. He beelined at the spot where the ball's going. Incredible play by Keyshawn Nixon. And as I get into rookie spotlight, I just want to remind you for like the third week in a row, this isn't PFF commenting on the Packers. This is PFF highlighting the best players of the game. It just so happens that they're all Green Bay Packers. And, and this is the third week in a row that not a single opponent, I'm pretty sure, has been mentioned. Rookie spotlight, Packers wide receiver Dentavian Wicks caught three of his four targets for 43 yards and two first downs on Sunday night. One of those receptions went for 15-plus yards, and he averaged an impressive 2.69 yards per route run. That guy is unbelievable, man, I'm telling you. Like, I mean, he, he, is, he is the most, like, sneaky good player right now, especially when you look at rookie. He, he's not getting a ton of snaps. Like, he didn't play last week, so he didn't really pop off, but it's just, his grades are always up there. His yards per route run are through the roof every single week. It's incredible. It continues, second-year receiver Christian Watson suffered what looked to be a hamstring injury late in the game, so the Packers will need Wicks to keep stepping up if Watson is to miss time. Man, 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 man. Anyways, I man, I'm, I'm on social media right now, and it's just like there's just one thing after another. I, I, I want to maybe collect these and save them for tomorrow, but so many just amazing stats and everything else. But let's take our final break. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy, by the way, if you want to support the podcast. It'd be greatly appreciated. Or hit me up on uh, Venmo Packernet Podcast. We'll take a break. We'll come back and get to some of your calls. We'll be right back. So I'm going to start off with Jersey Mike. I'm going to skip a couple calls here that were prior to the game. So I apologize to those uh, two fine individuals. But I see that uh, Snacks calls back in in a little bit. So we'll we'll get some Snacks. But uh, Jersey Mike, what's going on? This is, by the way, at 7.10 p.m. So just uh, actually, this is still prior to the game. But whatever, we'll, we'll roll with it. Hey, Jersey Mike, right before the game is going to start, I just wanted to say a few things. First off, my prediction again was 27-17 Packers. Second, Jersey go, Mike. Pack, go, go, Pat, go, go, Pat, Jersey go, Mike. go, Pat, go, let's go get that W, baby. I don't care if we take the L at the end of this game. We got to show up today. We got to show up. Let's go, love. Let's go, Gary. Come on, CW9. Come on, Jay Reed. I want to see you boys eat out there. 
Go Pack Go! This is, is this the second week in a row or two out of the last three weeks we had somebody call in with a prediction that was almost exactly right? 27-17. The final score was 27-19. Jersey Mike, dude. Wow. Does he, you ever get that, like, when something crazy happens, you get the chills? Like, give me the chills, bro. Also, I mean, the, there's a great little uh, hype speech there. This is Jersey Mike again. This is at 740, so we're in it now. This Jersey Mike, that's what I've been asking for all year. Right, AJ Dillon? Make him bite on the run. Play action, touchdown. Let's go, baby. Defense, let's see you back it up. Go, Petco. Oh, man. No commentary. Jersey Mike again. This is 11 minutes later. It's Jersey Mike. So, uh, two things. First, sick and tired of watching the Kansas City offensive line tackle our D-linemen. But second, all right, you know what? Kansas City's a good team. Let's not pretend Patrick Mahomes isn't is is decent or he's something special or whatever the heck you want to call him. So good job, defense. Lucas Van Ness. Way to start off yeah, the sack party. Gary, way to finish. Let's go. Keeping him to three. I want to see the energy. Come on. Go, Pat, go. I promise I won't call back till at least <laughs> half time. So that was the uh, that was the context that I was hoping everybody would would keep, and myself included, is throughout the game. It's like, you know, there's going to be moments that are frustrating. You got to remember it's the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, when they got to 12 points or whatever it was, they got their first touchdown – it obviously was frustrating to watch, but it's like, dude, it's what is it? The third quarter and they just got the 12. It's the Chiefs, man. They're going to score a touchdown at some point. You're not going to score them, hold them touchdownless. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's different animal. Here's Aaron at uh, a little after eight o'clock. Hey, so I'm really confused. Um, I was told that if I tuned into NBC tonight, I'd be able to see Taylor Swift. Um but instead, I'm seeing these green people running around <laughs> scoring things called touchdowns. I was disappointed and, as well. Uh, Travis's team uh, scored this thing called a field goal while they were running around. I don't really know what's going or going on, but uh, yeah, they the green people are being really mean to uh, Travis's friend number fifteen. Um, I think Kermit the Frog is his name. <laughs> um, yeah, but so I'm I'm really confused as to what's going on. I was I was really hoping to see some Taylor Swift, um, but we haven't really seen that. Um, apparently, Simone Biles is at the game though. That's pretty cool. Um, no, but anyways, we just scored our second touchdown. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, peace. I, I am actually very proud of the uh, staff, the camera folks and the editors or whatever for not showing Taylor Swift all night because I, I feel like we saw her once, maybe twice, I don't know. But how cool is it also that it's like, you know, the the, the star-studded Chiefs are going to come into town and like steal the spotlight from the Packers. And not only did they not win the game, but it's like, oh, cool, you got, you got Taylor Swift up there. Do you have the winningest gymnast down on the sideline? Simone Biles, no. You got Lil Wayne doing the intro? Okay. Maybe maybe you and Taylor Swift can pack up your crap and get the heck out of here then. Why don't you shut up? You're going to come in? Seriously, like you're going to come in here and be like all Hollywood and like steal the show? Like you're in Lambeau Field right now. It's like, oh, we're here to watch the Chiefs. No, dude, shut up.
the most storied franchise in the entire NFL, in the most storied stadium in the entire country, is going to beat the crap out of you with our own superstars cheering on the sideline. Dude, Adrian Monk was in the stands. I, I, I would rather see Adrian Monk's mug than Taylor Swift. By the way, dude, there's a, there's a Monk movie coming out in like a week, and it's going to be on Peacock? Dude, I, I would pay $100 to watch that. I wouldn't pay $5 to watch Taylor Swift. <laughs> I mean, you know, different, different, uh, different strokes for different folks and whatnot, but um, Simone Biles is more talented. Lil Wayne has better music, and Monk is more entertaining. And the Packers won. So maybe, maybe shove it and go back to Kansas City. I love that Jair came out. I was like, they're not going to come in here and steal the show. And that's exactly right. He didn't steal the show by winning. And you didn't steal the show by having like all the celebrities. Like, no, we got our own. Like, that's cool. You go sit up in your box. Sit there and look pretty. Thanks. Hey, Ryan. Hey. What's up, buddy? It's Joe, the janitor. What's up, man? From Connecticut. Well, well. Game time. Um, looking pretty good, man. Packers, two drives, two scores. And I know they uh, they definitely ran the ball right down the field, but we held them to a field goal, which is very important. It's important. And it's probably mm-hmm. going to continue to be very important in this game. Correct. Uh, right now, in it's 14-3, you got to feel good. you got to feel good at, at this game plan right now. Um, I hope we continue to stay aggressive. Um, this misdirection, it looks good. And uh, Christian Watson keeps catching these balls. Mm-hmm. Um Wicks with that key third down. I mean, just the call the plays, the plays, man. Keep making the plays. Don't drop the ball. And um, I think we can win this game. I mean, we're proving we can win this game if we continue to play like this. Anyway, I'm sure I'll uh, call back. See how this goes. See, that's good that's, luck, Packer Nation. Thanks. Yeah. Shalom. Shalom. That's the important part, right? I mean, by the time Joe's calling, it's eight o'clock. The game basically just started. I mean, we've seen, if you've watched the Chiefs over the years, you know that it doesn't take very long for them to just throw up 7, 14, 21, 28 points if they need to. He's exactly right by saying they demonstrated they can win the game. They've shown that they're good enough to drive down the field and score and to to get stops and all that. That's not the question. The question is, can you do it again and again and again and again and again? And they did. You don't win by driving down the field and getting a touchdown. You don't win by getting a stop. You win by doing it for four quarters. That's the hard part. Hey! <laughs> Snacks, baby! What's going Go on? Off, man. Look at that! <laughs> That's two! We get two more, man! Two more! We're on our way! Oh, man, it, I, you know, I feel bad for the Chiefs in the sense that their guys are dropping like flies, but... I feel like that's happened to us pretty much all season yeah. long, so I don't feel that bad. <laughs> um, love it. Mojo, we're on it. We're eating it with a spoon, baby. <laughs> snacks about 10 minutes later. Hey! Snacks! <laughs> Look at the snacks? team coming through on third down inside the 20. Gary down Smith making the top. We're cranking. We're cranking here, buddy. I don't know what you said, but it sounded good. <laughs> sounded real good. I think we're uh I think we're at halftime here. We're at uh eight thirty. Here's Jersey Mike. Hey Ryan, Jersey Mike. So first half, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Really good. Let's keep our pedal to the metal, baby. 
All right. I only got two things. Joe Barry, stop leaving the middle of the defense completely <laughs> empty. I don't that know how many times I got to see a, see a receiver there, either Marquez Valdez scaling or Travis Kelsey, with nobody within any kind of distance, but let's cut that ish out. All right? Hey, can, can, can we do that? Also, another thing. I don't know what it is, but I don't like Devondre Campbell in their game anymore. Put Isaiah McDuffie in. Quay can cover the, the pass, no problem. Isaiah McDuffie is elite against the run. Maybe PFF doesn't agree. I don't care. On offense, keep doing what you're doing. I don't have any complaints. The only thing that people might say is, Patrick Taylor, why didn't you run out of bounds? Because we didn't want to give Patrick Mahomes the ball with, with time left on the clock. Even if they come back and score a touchdown on this opening drive coming out of the half, I don't care because they're still not going to be in the lead. LaFleur, the rest of this game, though, pedal to the floor. Smart decisions when they need to be, but keep that foot on the gas. Go, Pat, go. Yeah, the first time Patrick Taylor cut back to the inside, I thought it was a mistake. I was like, oh, dude, you got to get out of bounds. And then the second time he did it and forced his way back inside to stay in bounds, I realized, oh, they're, they're doing that on purpose. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Ended up being smart. I, I was I was concerned about not having enough time. But uh, yeah, they, they made some good decisions, good clock management, good I mean just across the board, man. I just it was it was a it was a well executed game. I don't know what else to say about it. Daddy, snacks. You're gonna have to bleed me out, but what a that ending to that house. Oh, missed it. Just uh like what are you scared of? That that drives me nuts. Like, uh, there was that last play call, whatever else. Like, and Patrick Taylor, get out of bounds, man. Like, points, 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 points. The other team has the best quarterback in the effing planet. Uh, that irks me. I'm going to regroup and hopefully call you screaming in the next second half. But <laughs> God, that pisses me off. All right, thanks. I think you'll be all right. Here's, uh, here's snacks in a half hour. Let's see how he's feeling. Fourth and one? Off the back foot? 33 to Dobbs? You bet. <laughs> this is Snacks talking to Daddy. <laughs> I should have known that that was the play because we got to call it 9-10, 9-11, 9-11, and 9-12. Obviously something big happened here. This is Aaron. Yes, I'm unbelievable here. I'm, in the background. I'm just taking in what I just saw. I... <sighs> Anders Carlson is currently kicking our extra point on our third touchdown. So not, uh, he just made it. So it's 21 to 12. I'm just taking in the throw to Romeo Dobbs and Romeo Dobbs catch. And then he follows that up by an unbelievable pass to yes. Christian Watson, who, catch, who has an unbelievable catch. I That, that series was... Anybody waiting for those wild throws? If you don't think you've seen it yet, you you've seen it. Like it, it, it doesn't. It you don't get better than that. Fade away, off the back foot. Frickin' mortar comes down between three defenders, hits Romeo Dobbs in the chest, follows that up with a, I think two feet off the ground sidearm laser, that is grazing the top of the defender's fingertips over his hands into the hands of Christian Watson. Like, it does not, does not get better than that. 
I'm just trying to take in what I just saw. And my upstairs neighbor is a big, big Chiefs fan. <laughs> so I'm I'm getting kind of loud right now, and I hope I'm not any. I mean, he, he and his wife just had a kid, so I hope I'm not like keeping them up any later than they would be or whatever. So I feel really bad that I'm getting really loud. But holy freak! Holy freak! Well, that was unbelievable. That, enough said. That was unbelievable. Anyways, I, I'm just going to be done calling for tonight because this is crazy. Have a good night. Tell you what, let's rip through these last three nine twelve calls, and then uh, we'll we'll end it there. We'll come back with uh, whatever happened at nine forty. Here's Trevor and his comments on that. We uh we definitely should have cut Christian Watson. <laughs> Is trash. <laughs> oh man, I hope we hold on to this one because this has been a sweet game. Defense has let us down a few big spots, but overall, I think the defense has been all right. That third and eighteen is a big one to let down right now. Um, but I just, I've never been one that's been down on Watson. I know a lot of people were, but man, he's coming on these last two weeks just like he did late last season. And ending of last season, injuries kind of held him down in the beginning. I just hope so this injury thing doesn't continue. Hopefully, he can stay healthy next year and just show the league he is the guy. Go back up. You curse this, Trevor. You cursed us a little bit on that one, but yeah, hopefully he's going to be okay. It looked like it was just a hamstring. I haven't been able to check up on it or whatever. I, I say just a hamstring. That could obviously be serious, but when he grabs the back of his leg, it's like, you know, it could maybe be a knee or something. You never know. I don't know, but could be a cramp. Maybe it's a cramp. Let's go with that. It's a cramp. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, it's back, baby. What Let's a cramp. What a throw. Yeah. Oh. Jeez, that was sick. All right, man. I said he counts for four. That's three. We got one more to go, baby. Mojo with Spoon. <laughs> oh, I just want to We're going to do this last call. I got to go online and find those two throws, and then I can go to bed. Actually, I probably won't sleep, but man, that was amazing. That was just what a freaking night, man. Dude, I can't imagine this message will be original. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say what I have to say anyway. Jordan Love just threw the touchdown pass to Christian Watson, just put us up by nine points. <sighs> that fourth and one call, that is an exact, ex- perfect example of hate it yep. until it works. Yep, yep. What That's are they a doing? No, 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 yes. And then it works. Yep. Wow. Uh, and, and I was going to say they had a shot at Kelsey on the sideline and he had a look of him. He was pretty impressed. He had this look of like, well, we got ourselves a game. This is a good team. Uh, this is, I got to tell you, I mean, again, I'm sure we're all feeling this, but holy cow, we are coming out and it might not mean anything for this year, but it certainly means something for all the potential that we were hoping to see. Yep. And just right now on the screen, they're showing, they're showing Favre, Rogers, and Love on the screen together. Yep. Uh, this might be the beginning of what, you know, the continuation of this, of this dynastic quarterback situation that we have had here in Green Bay. We might be looking at 60 years of amazing quarterback play, quarterback play. Um, Go pack go, man. Just go pack go. Bye. You know, I'm I'm I I'm torn between like don't go too far and it's victory Monday, just go ahead and do it, but 
I mean, we, we are the luckiest fan base ever. I mean, if you're, if you're my age, you are the luckiest fan of any team <laughs> anywhere. Born in 1986, man, I, my, my earliest memories, roughly, I, I've, I've got a couple very vague memories prior to Favre. But I mean, my, my earliest memories are just a, a really good Packers team with really good quarterbacks that are always in contention. Super Bowls be damned. I don't give a crap. Great, great memories. Um, and it's, it's just, just the thought that we might have another one. I, I mean, it, it, it borderline makes you feel emotional, you know? As dumb as that sounds, it's like, it, it is the most euphoric feeling. You know, because I mean, it's 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 horrible when when you know when Favre was on the way out, you just feel like it's over. You know, and we did it again with Rodgers, and then the whole Rodgers thing ended, and it's like you really feel like it's over, even though of course it's possible Jordan can be good, or we could find a quarterback that might be kind of good. But he's not going to be Rodgers, and then da, da, da. it just feels like it's done. You know, my entire life, thirty some odd years, just had my thirty seventh birthday a couple days ago, and. uh 37 years of just being able to watch and enjoy really good Packers teams with very few exceptions. And, you know, it's over and you don't know what's coming. And you watch Jordan Love go out and play like that. And yeah, there's a more rational approach to this whole thing. And, and maybe he's not going to be good. Maybe the team's not going to be good. I don't know. But you go out and watch him play like that. And it is the greatest feeling because, I mean, that's, that's Rodgers. That's Favre. That's, you know, and then they throw the graphics up and it's like exact same record, exact same amount of touchdowns, exact same amount of yards. How freaking impossible is that? And how many times do we make the connection about how unbelievable the parallels between Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers to Jordan? I mean, the amount of time that they sat, the fact that Rodgers went to the Jets, you know, the the... Eagles game for Jordan, which compares a lot to the the Dallas game, I think it was for for Rodgers, where it's like the year before he played a game that really made everyone go, oh, maybe he's got it. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what we did to deserve it, but uh, we are a very fortunate fan base. And uh, again, I don't know, I don't know how this season's going to end up, and I don't know what Jordan's career is going to look like or, or anything else. I don't know if there's any Super Bowls that I'm ever going to see in my lifetime. I have no idea. But we just watched the, the Green Bay Packers beat the Lions and beat the Chiefs. And in their the first year under the new regime, quarterback, they are probably the best team in the North. They're on their way to the playoffs, and they're looking like they are one of the top teams in the NFL with, once again, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. As Bears and Vikings and Lions fans look on with despair, I mean, the Lions are on their way to winning the North for the first time in their entire franchise history. And even despite that, you think anybody, if things continue the way they're going, are going to look at the Lions and say, that's the team of the future with Jared Goff and a descending defense? I don't think so. Packers are going to be the sweetheart team once again, all over again. And again, I it, it's far-fetched, and maybe I'm getting out ahead of myself, but I was getting out ahead of myself when I said maybe we could beat the Lions. You know, I mean, think about how low I set the bar for Jordan when he first jumped over, and I've set it higher and higher and higher and higher. And again, I'm, I'm guessing his PFF grade is going to be lower this week, 
But it doesn't matter because I set the bar higher for Jordan and just said, if you happen to be able to get over it, go for it. And he did it. This was a much more difficult game against a much more difficult opponent with much more difficult throws that needed to be made in much more critical situations. And he did it. And the receivers, by the way, have also stepped up and they're making catches and they're making plays that they were not making before. They're making significantly less mistakes. Maybe in the future, it's not going to be all it seems to be getting cracked up to be. But you know what? Today it was. And we get to enjoy that. Today, the Green Bay Packers played like they are the best team in football. They played like a team that can win the Super Bowl this year. And Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers gave us that. And we get to enjoy that. And we get to be excited about the future. So take it. We can sit back and say, oh, I want to be rational about it. Go ahead if you want to. But they gave you a gift, and I'm, I'm encouraging you to take full advantage of that gift. This team may be one of the premier teams in the NFL for another 15 years under a new quarterback, the third in a row, the fourth great quarterback in our franchise history. Fifth, if you think, uh, if you want to go with the magic man, I suppose. <laughs> it's a gift. It's free. Take it and enjoy it. Bask in it. You guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you all a lot <laughs> tomorrow. I cannot wait to get through these calls, and I'm glad to see there's a bunch. And please get your calls in. First time caller, new caller, get it in there. Let's just celebrate, man. Let's have another good week. This is amazing. Have a good night. I'll talk to you later. Good day, whatever. Talk to you later. Bye bye.